Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Hi everyone. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe for free on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Hi everyone. Welcome back to the Greener Side Podcast, your guide to all things immigration with me, Kring Lakson. And today we are going to one of our aspirational countries, Switzerland. I think a lot of people are wanting to move to this country because we hear so many good things about it. We hear about its nature. We hear about the compensation for workers. We hear about how much of an aspirational country it is to be. So luckily, we got someone to talk about it today. His name is Arlo Lagmai. He is 30 years old and he lives in Basel, Switzerland. He has been living in Switzerland for about four years now and is working there as an architect. When he moved last 2018, he got into the country through a residence permit B. And that is what we are going to talk about today. Siya rin pala ang podcast host ng Tippy Talks with Arlo. So hi Arlo, welcome to the Greener Side Podcast. Hi Kring, thanks for inviting me. Yes, thank you so much too. And we are so lucky to have you. Thank you to the Banana Q podcast for interviewing you. And that's where we found out about you. So Arlo, before we begin, tell us naman, who is Arlo Lagmay? So I'm Arlo Jake Lagmay. Originally, I'm from Region 2 in the Philippines, in Isabela. So I'm an Ilocano. And here I'm working as an architect in this international American pharmaceutical consultancy uh, based in Basel and I have been living in Switzerland for almost four years now and I'm loving it. <laughs> Switzerland really gives me comfort to me personally, real challenges as an architect and of course the four season that I always wanted. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, winter, spring, summer at fall. Ang meron yeah, ng Pinas is summer. Summer at Pag-ulan. <laughs> Pero Arlo, paano ka ba nakarating dyan? Well, it was unplanned at all. When I was still working in Singapore, I was learning French language. And then one time I planned a European trip to me just to fit in with the locals because I was planning to arrive in France. I better know the language a little bit so I can speak to the locals. And then, so that's why I learned it. And then at the same time, naisip ko na rin na siguro may time din para mag-accommodate ng mga interviews if ever I apply and I get accepted. So that was it. But it's completely unplanned. So you applied for a job in France while you were in Singapore? Yes, actually France, even UK, at least there's no language barrier. But then at the same time in Geneva, because they're mostly French speaking. Ah, uh, doon in that search for a job anywhere in Europe, that's where how you got into your current job now or the first job that landed you in Switzerland. Yes, and actually 
I didn't apply for the German office of our company back then, but in the French office. But then I think they referred my resume to the German office. Okay. All right. So the company you work for has different divisions. So it was the German division, was it, that got you? Different branches, but it's an international Swiss office back then. Okay. So you were able to move to Switzerland just by looking for jobs online through LinkedIn? Exactly. Through LinkedIn, most especially, I learned it from my HR that they saw it in LinkedIn. So, uh, siguro, a cuento ko na lang din that it was purely unanticipated that I was supposed to just have my trip, enjoy my vacation. But then when they conducted this initial interview, after one hour, they wanted to hire me. So, wow, it was, ang galing. <laughs> was totally unplanned. Yeah. Oh, oh, ang swerte mo naman. Hindi, hindi, hindi mm, lang swerte. I think, hard work then. Yeah, I mean, of course, nandun yung, yung language proficiency mo at the same time. Siguro napansin nila na yung attitude ko is pwedeng i-adopt or mag- madaling mag-adopt sa different culture kasi nakita nila na nag-work ako sa Philippines and then sa Singapore. So I think I'm open to different culture. Yeah, nice. And you were able to go to Switzerland under a residence permit B. So could you tell me, Arlo, what the residence permit B is and what rights it gives its holder? Okay, sure. Dito sa Switzerland, I think there are four levels ng permit that they can issue Europeans and non-Europeans. And the first level is the permit L. Usually, it's issued on, and only valid for one year. And usually, nai-issue siya sa mga taong walang balak magtagal. For example, siguro outsource lang siya sila or they're seconded by, by a company or they were exchanged. And then kapag permit B, which is the one I hold, it's for people who wants to stay longer in Switzerland. But then at the same time, they give this to people na highly qualified and has some special skills to bring. Because Switzerland is famous for innovations, so they want to hire experts, specialists, managers. And just while we're at it, uh, I just want to inform you as well na hindi nag-hire ng ang Switzerland ng usual jobs for non-Europeans. So it's quite hard to get permit in Switzerland if you're not specializing into something else. And then the third level is the permit C. Yun na yung permanent residency, which anyone can get after staying in Switzerland for five years. But then it depends. There's one criteria, which is the language. So if you want to apply for the permanent residency C in five years, you have to make sure that you have B1 level in whichever language they require you to. Because it's different. It might be Romance, Italian, French, or German. But then by default, without doing anything else, if you stayed in Switzerland for 10 years, you will get the permanent residency. And then after that comes the citizenship. 
So after your permanent residency, you're supposed to reside in a specific region at a certain time, I, if I'm not mistaken, like three years. And then it's going to be that region issuing you the citizenship. So they're the ones deciding if they want you as a local or not. Okay, I get it. All right. It seems pretty straightforward. No permit L, short term, permit B, long term stay for highly specialized people. And then you get the permanent residency and then citizenship. Yeah. Exactly. So here I wasn't hired as an architect back then, but I was hired as a BIM manager. So they had to give me a managerial position for mm-hmm. Switzerland to accept me. Yeah. Okay. So to get the permit B, you said that you have to be highly qualified or you have to have a specialization. What exactly does this mean? to be highly specialized or highly qualified? First and foremost, of course, yung length of time that you spend working. At the same time, makakatulong din if my master's ka. I didn't have master's, but I had some trainings and certifications from Singapore back then, which helped me. And then at the same time, you should know one of the national languages. Oh, so you have, apart from your career or parang yung iyong mga talagang specialization, ang iyong mga career specialization, you also have to be fluent in any of their languages. Not fluent, but maybe better than beginner. So they know how easy you adapt. Ah, para mas madali kang ma-integrate sa kanilang society as opposed to them having to train you on the language. Kasi ang Switzerland ay anong languages nga ba siya? So far, as I have mentioned earlier, Italian, German, Romansh, and French. Okay. And is there a certain level of proficiency, yung A1, A2 level? No, not really because I just finish A2 in French when I got hired, but then the company helped me gain proficiency eventually. So now, nasa uh, conversational level na ako na C1 ng German, and I'm going to continue French na. Oh, wow! German! Yeah. German. Uh, kasi originally French yung inaaral mo. Ang galing naman! Yeah. Pero dun sa Basel kasi, bilingual region kasi siya. So they either speak French or German. So. Okay. And for this residence permit B, let's say, for example, I want to apply. I, a person in the Philippines, want to apply for this visa, for this permit. What exactly do I need to be able to get this type of permit? So I think I told you earlier that the most important factor on having the residence permit or getting the residence permit is the job itself. So as long as my gustong mag-hire sa'yo and you already signed the contract, it's the company who's supposed to apply everything for you. They're going to make it very easy. And just for non-Europeans, the company has to give some proofs or statements to the government saying that they haven't been able to find a local better than you. That's the reason why they're outsourcing it to a non-European. Okay, so if you apply and you get a job from an employer, usually these Swiss employers will do most of the work. They will be the yeah, ones exactly. yeah, walking. Okay, and 
with your case, did they require any documents from you to be able to process your papers? Passport in the beginning, and then they asked me to secure an entry visa from the Swiss embassy. Kasi yung, yung ina-apply lang sa'yo dito is the residence permit. It's still different from the visa. And the visa is issued once you have the residence permit. So I cannot just easily go here back then and just wait until the visa or the, the permit gets approved. I'm not allowed to do that. So in my case, I still had to wait like six weeks. But when it comes to requirements, barely nothing. They just wanted the contract signed and then some identification. That's it. They don't even need certification of your documents from the university like these red ribbons people accommodate just to get accepted in Canada or America. And is this the same from what you heard from your friends there? If you have any Filipino friends, is this a similar experience to them? Not quite because they were seconded to come here. They were invited by their same company from the Philippines. So ni refer lang sila. And in a way, it was easier, but it's not that similar. Because mm. they didn't have to, to accomplish uh, a lot of documents too. All right. So let's say that it would be safe for me to assume that if I get a job in Switzerland, I could rely on the employer to process the permit and yeah. not need much of, yeah, from me. Yeah, it's a requirement to be satisfied by the company. Yun yung gusto ko sa professionalism dito sa Switzerland, which we will tackle later, just pahapyao, na since you are the one they need, they have to do everything for them to get you. Ah, uh, okay. Great. Well, that's great then. Yeah. <laughs> The, the visa categories were easy and the process looks easy and it looks very straightforward to be moving there to Switzerland. Yun nga lang, kailangan maghanap ng trabaho. Yun yung mahirap na part. Mm-hmm. I was actually quite surprised na gagawin lahat sa ng company. Kasi nung nasa Singapore kami, it wasn't like that. The company mm-hmm. even made us wait a long time for them to decide if they want to accept you or not. But here, it's the company waiting for me to accept the offer. Wow. Yeah. And how long did the whole processing took before you got your permit? I signed the contract first week of August and then I arrived mid-October. Ah, okay. Oh, mabilis din. Yeah, like after six weeks, I got the permit from the region. Kasi two phases siya. The region has to approve it first and then it will be sent to the federal government, which will give the full approval. But once the region approves it, it's just a matter of time before the federal approves. All right. So it was Basel that uh, first authorized this and then this was government. Yeah, exactly. All right. And are you aware what's the situation now with hiring overseas uh, workers in the times of COVID? I'm not particularly aware of that situation, pero mas naging evident na Europeans yung gusto nilang i-accommodate this time. Kasi, well, given the free trade and movement of people, it's easier to hire from a European country. 
Ayun. And then you might not have language barrier anymore. They don't need time to learn the regulations of the country. So ma- mas napansin ko yun kasi dati, lagi, uh, hindi naman lagi pero may mga nakikilala akong bagong Filipinos sa Internations, yeah, this app. Pero ngayon medyo madalang kang makakita ng Pinoy doon. Wala naman kasi masyadong Pinoy din sa Switzerland. We're barely 10,000 if I'm not mistaken. So, konti lang yung, yung Filipinos dito. Okay. Uh, and um, and then I had friends lately who came here na sinabi nila, usually Switzerland issues a multiple entry visa for tourists, pero this time they issue single entry. So, I think medyo naging mahigpit siguro. Maybe just because of the pandemic. It's not because they don't want you here. Yeah, it's really hard to tell with what the pandemic has done to the security <laughs> requirements True. of each country, paiba-iba. So, mukhang ang medyo mahirap no para sa mga Pinoy makapasok diyan given that Switzerland has all of its its neighbors who speak a level of fluency that it does and so they can easily hire from there. And so what industries, what careers in there are more in demand of talent that they would actually get people from overseas? Yeah, actually, that's a good question to compensate at least because I didn't, maybe I wasn't able to give such positive feedback that people, uh, Filipinos might need. Usually, every region in Switzerland differs and they have their own specializations or kinds of business, what they're famed for. For example, sa Zurich, they're more into banking. And I've also heard it from some friends that they came here in Switzerland because usually they come from another European country. And it's easier for Filipinos to get hired in Ireland and then eventually they move here in Switzerland. Ayun. So if you're thinking of banking, uh, Zurich might be a good place. And then maybe for international relationships or even government positions, it's better to look for jobs in Geneva because it's more international. You have World Health Organization, United Nations, and all those other organizations. Na usually my headquarters sa Geneva. And they're more English speakers. But in Basel, where I am, it's the cultural and architectural capital of Switzerland. Kaya for architects, yun yung lugar. But then at the same time, you have a lot of competitions. Kasi maraming Italians and French architects na magagaling talaga, na, na bihasa. And it's quite common to have masters in Europe. But then also one business Basel has is pharmaceuticals. So if you have heard Roche Pharmaceuticals and Novartis, they're all headquartered in Basel. So that's the really the headquarters uh, in the world. So they're like top two and top five, I think, among the pharmaceuticals. Mm, so different regions have different uh, specializations. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And ano pa bang mabibigay mong tips, Arlo? So for mga Pinoy na nasa Pinas who want to give Switzerland the shot, where can they look for jobs and what would give them an advantage? Well, I assume we're just talking about uh, professional people. If you're professional, as long as you have a specialization and then you gained a lot of years 
of hard work and maybe your company in the Philippines is already international and has headquarters in Switzerland that that might be easier but I think what I can give you as a tip is learn as much as you can or specialize in a really focused topic or or issue because that's what Switzerland is famous for based on some surveys Switzerland is the number one in innovation so as long as you bring something special in the table you can enter yeah and it's all about selling yourself right we all have our own skills our specialization which we might not think is a specialization but actually is and so it really is about finding your strengths and selling those strengths to people yeah i think you can easily come here too you know it's just persuading the people and exactly but to me maybe on the interview what i can suggest you to do is be vulnerable in your answers because that's how they see if you have conviction but then at the same time see that you are truthful in all the words that you're saying mm, be vulnerable be truthful yeah mas gusto kasi nila yung totoong ikaw yung nahikita and not a pretentious one. Pero Arlo, o nga, so you are based in Basel with, and I think you work primarily in German. But are there a lot of English-speaking jobs there for Filipinos or for people who are not conversational or in a business level of fluency? Yeah, I have two friends here filipino friends who got hired in pharmaceuticals and usually pharmaceuticals are much international than usual businesses since they are international yung mode or yung yung language talaga nila of instruction is english also banking so i think uh, pharmaceutical and banking always speaks English. Great. Yeah. I think a lot of countries in Europe surprisingly have a lot of English-speaking jobs. But it's the Germans and French and Italian who are not so keen on speaking English. Of course, because they think Mm. their languages are the best in the world. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) true. But then at the same time, I eventually found out that they have huge sense of patriotism. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Maybe that's that's their way of respecting or making their country proud. Yeah, I mean, we have different ways of showing it. Americans, they go all out with uh, showing their flag on every single merchandise, their clothes, their houses. So uh, that's how they show their patriotism. So para sa mga mm-hmm. French at Italian talagang by just speaking the language and <laughs> mm-hmm, trying not true. to speak English. <laughs> yeah. And well, thank you so much, Arlo, for telling us all about the uh, residence permit B and mm-hmm. how people can apply for it. So uh, we will come back after this short break and we will talk about Arlo's experience of living in Switzerland. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Greener Side podcast with me, Kring Laxon and Arlo Lagmay of Switzerland. We talked about its work visa or its residence permit B and now we will talk about Arlo's experience of living in Switzerland so before we begin, Arlo, no, with the with the list of questions I sent you, curious ako kasi narinig ko na maraming mayaman sa Switzerland. 
marami ba talagang mayaman dyan, or at least very <laughs> flashy with their um, yeah. lifestyle? That's the reason why they can see through you if you're being pretentious or not real to yourself because they know they have everything and they maybe they must have felt how it was back then to pretend that you're somebody else when they didn't <laughs> have anything as well. So just for a trivia, it's actually based on research, one in every 20 people in Switzerland is a millionaire. Wow. Millionaire in terms of euros? Uh, in francs. Yeah, it's almost the same. It's like one to one. Yeah. Wow. Are you one of those 20? <laughs> I'm one of the 19s. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure the longer you stay there, dadating ka din dun sa ano, 1 and 20. Tapos uh, you'll be able to see the people who are trying to be pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, but Arla, so it must have been, you know, such uh, a dream come true when you went there. I mean, when you were living in Singapore and you thought you were just going on vacation to France, but then you found yourself actually moving to Switzerland. And so what were, kumbaga, when you stepped foot there, what were the most prominent things on your mind that you noticed? What about the culture or the environment really stuck out to you? Well, maybe I can tell you first the feeling when I stepped out of the train station. I came from Paris and then I had like three hour train going to Basel. And as soon as I stepped out of the train station, literally, I felt home that... Um, I know I don't know I I don't know how to explain it but I felt like this is the country that I need and I need to be and when it comes to culture shocks nung pumunta na ako dito as a professional I found out that uh, people are uh, the Swiss people are very private and they can be as polite as you want them to be but it takes them time to trust you Mm. So as long as you treat them as professionals, they will not consider you as a, a friend. You have to break the walls, you know, and that means you have to invest time to people. And that's how they see if you're genuine or not. They're not mm. as easygoing as us Filipinos. Nah, you can be friends with anyone, invite a stranger in a in a trip somewhere. Ganyan. Mm -mm. Uh, they're not like that. So I think that's one of the culture shocks. But and then the rest, culture differences or even lifestyle differences, maybe it was uh, they were not in a bad way of a culture shock, but it's more of enlightening. I realized that Asians and even Americans, maybe, or English speakers, they dwell on to so many unnecessary things like dramas in life, you know, uh, relationships is one of the biggest factors in their uh, affecting their career. Dito sa Switzerland, I was shocked kasi walang masyadong nagdadrama sa mga couple. Usually, ang topics ng couple dito is how they can serve uh, energy, how they can travel to other countries greener, how can they help with the pollution by segregating your personal wastes, you know. And 
to me, nakakasyaksya kasi kaedad ko lang yung mga colleagues ko. Pero kung mag-isip sila, they're really more of environmental problems than personal problems. So, eventually, na-realize ko na I waste a lot of time dwelling on those issues when I could have device or or helped in my own way to better the world. Kasi dito kahit sobrang tanda mo na or sobrang bata mo pa, you know how to segregate ways. And sa atin, hindi natin na-realize yung effect na isang tao ka lang. Yung ganun. That it doesn't make a difference. Sa Switzerland, mm-hmm. I think everyone thinks the same. But then, yung magnitude in the end is very effective. It's very big. Yeah. I think I see a really uh, similar thing between the Swiss people and the New Zealanders here. Ang mga New Zealanders kasi ay very, very environmentally conscious. And a lot of people here also think about how they can reduce waste, how they can properly segregate their trash, how to minimize landfill, yung mga basura, ganon, how to make your own compost heap, mga ganyan. Yeah, so, exactly. So it's very similar. In, and nakakasyak nga siya kasi sa Pilipinas, we don't, I don't think we are very, or a lot of people are very much aware of that. Mm-hmm. And hindi ko talaga alam kung ito ba ay isang first world topic mm-hmm. that uh, because you don't th- think about putting food on the table, you don't think about whether you're gonna survive the next day, you have time to think about lofty things such as the environment and global True. warming. Yun yung isa mga talagang ano no, parang kapag nag-move ka sa ibang country, especially a developed country, nakikita mo talagang stark differences in the priorities of people. Yeah, True. Tama din naman yung sinabi mo na syempre yung case natin sa Pinas maghahanap ano na yung problema mo paghahanap ng pagkain and kung may may pera pa bang allotted for tomorrow but then it boils down to the fact that the reason why people stay poor in the Philippines is because they have lack of education they don't yes. and they don't value education seriously mm-hmm. I think this is a very major institutional issue that has to be resolved at an institutional level. Para mm. naman na mga Pilipino ay hindi na kailangang mag-migrate sa ibang bansa para to find greener pastures, di ba? But yeah, true. baka makancel tayo ng mga tao. So <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's strafe. Let's stay away from that course. Pero yeah, true. Yung, nasabi mo nga kanina, Arlo, na yung mga Swiss, no, parang mahilig sila mag-compartmentalize ng buhay nila or that's just how they do it. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you are their workmate, you are just a workmate. You cannot be a friend. So I think yeah. that's going to be a shocker for a lot of Filipinos who move to uh, different countries because it's the same in New Zealand, mm-hmm. it's, it's the same in France. But what did you notice with your professional life there? How different is the working culture there versus when you were in Singapore and when you were in the Philippines? Maybe I just want to add up for the earlier question na eventually naman nag-open sila and once you break that wall, they're 
much genuine and they're really gonna be your friends through thick and thin. And it's just not a word or a phrase to them. It's really like a commitment. So if you're friends with them, talagang financially, uh, psychologically, they help you. They're very genuine. Yun siguro yung maganda kasi nag-build ka ng, ng time and trust to them and they knew you were genuine. Sa Asian culture kasi, okay, magsoswak kayo in just one hour uh, conversation. But then, if you need each other eventually, wala kasing masyadong na-build na foundation. So you cannot say that the friendship is real. But we call it friendship, di ba? Yung sa kanila, value nila kung ano talaga yung ibig sabihin ng friendship, ng love. That's why they don't say love uh, immediately, you know? Mm. Yung next question mo is that... How different yung professional life mo dyan? Ah, yes. Okay. So, it's way more professional. I'm not sure if it's the same with Australian or New Zealand uh, culture. Pero it's the most professional that I felt I am. Talaga? How? Kasi they don't do chismes so much and they don't care about gender, about uh, difference in gender and in your career as long as you're very focused and effective, they don't care at all. And then one thing that maybe I notice is that there's some goodness when they don't intrude to your personal life. Mm-hmm. Also, my my mga HRs din kami na they're not supposed to to talk to each other or tell each other how much I'm earning or what is my personal problem. So these ways affect you mentally as a professional. Kasi alam mo na healthy yung environment and then they respect your time. If you say that you're on holiday for two weeks, you will not receive emails in two weeks. They're supposed to compensate you if you do overtimes, like either double or 1.5. You're not supposed to work on weekends. Uh, it's not allowed. It's in the law. And then you, you get tax at source uh, automatically from your salary. You're required to pay insurances. Also, one information about the visa earlier is that after working in Switzerland for two years, you can avail the unemployment program by the Swiss government. So wow. if ever that you lose your job, they're supposed to give you at least 80% of your current salary every month. You just have to prove them that you are applying in at least 10 jobs a month. Wow. And two, after two years of living after there? After two years, yeah. Amazing. So wala ka nang problema. And there was one time na parang nagkaroon ako ng three weeks gap between moving to a different company but of course, yung starting date usually is like first day of the month or mid of the month. And so my times na hindi ako employed for a span of three weeks. And then the government even asked, do you still want to be compensated? Bibigay namin sa'yo yung, yung sahod mo. And then I said, no, kasi there might be a point when you apply for a permanent residency na tatanungin if you ever ask for help from the government. And that will affect kung bibigyan kanila eventually ng permanent residency or not. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's a concern that a lot of people all over the world who are applying for residency share. 
so mga kababayan ang tactic no kapag naka-work visa ka pa and you wanna be a resident we try to not avail too many services from the government kasi kapag nag-apply tayo ng residency ang isip is oh my gosh baka if they see our records at nakita nila na oh ang dami nating hiningi sa government nung workers pa lang tayo baka it'll hurt our chances to get residency but uh, maybe it's praningan or probably hold some water if you uh, abuse it to a certain extent. True. Pero ganyan din ginawa ko, Arlo. <laughs> so you have a really good work-life balance and your company is also, it, they really value your time, they value your privacy, they value your mental health at, and they try to keep you away from as much inconveniences and drama as possible. I'm curious no, about the lifestyle there and how people are able to afford such like high expenses. So my parents went to Switzerland a few years ago. One of the things that they told me is ang mahal-mahal ng bottle of water. <laughs> it costs them uh, 5 euros or mga yun, same amount siguro ng francs. Yeah. But in terms of compensation, is Switzerland really, are the, is the sweldo there really much higher or higher than compared to most European countries? That's actually true. I think Switzerland pays the most uh, in mm. the world, except for Liechtenstein, which also uses Swiss francs. They're just like maybe 100 of francs higher when it comes to having average salary. Uh, but in Switzerland, the minimum salary, the lowest salary you can get is amounting to like maybe 200,000 pesos a month. A month. Yeah. For a-, a menial job, really like the bottom part. Uh, okay. And like for a professional for a professional, okay, maybe I can say, uh, I mean, on my experience, it's almost like close to half million. Per month. Per month. That's why you can afford because the expenses here just make sense for Swiss people or for people residing in Switzerland. So that's why you feel like you're a millionaire once you go outside. And that's why mm-hmm. people take advantage of it um, working here for like several years and then they go back to their countries. Because mm. oh. it's that high. Gosh, I don't think Filipinos would want to go back to anywhere <laughs> we were from if we started living there. <laughs> but okay, that's uh, that's good to know. People who work in Switzerland are compensated much higher than anywhere else in the world except for Liechtenstein. Liechtenstein, yeah. Anong language yung Liechtenstein? Anong sinasabi nila? Anong dialect nila? Language? They also speak German. Ah, German then. Yeah, pero yung currency nila, Swiss francs then. Okay. Nice, nice. And, you know, it sounds like Switzerland is all rainbows and butterflies, no? It's, it sounds like the place to live. But I'm sure that underneath all of that glitter, there's also some issues. So could you shed light, Arlo, no, on some of the not too well-known issues that Switzerland faces? Given that it's a first world country, usually yung mga problems nila can be catered within a year because they usually have referendums. They have referendums four times a year, if I'm not mistaken. Kung may problem ka, mag-arise yun. After that, uh, resolve ng government for you if they get enough people doing the initiative. So, medyo... 
madami silang na-re-resolve. So I, I cannot give you specific issues, but maybe a typical issue that Switzerland still is facing right now is the women's rights, especially in the professional. Kasi females get paid, if I'm not mistaken, 10% lower than the men. Kaya may mga annual rallies yung mga kababaihan. They block uh, the streets uh, just for the government to hear them out kasi it doesn't make sense. But then if you think about it, women get pregnant, they get maternity leaves, and that's maybe where the 10% is going or is meant for. Ayun. Yun lang. And then at the same time, siguro environmental issues as I told you earlier. Parang there's a growing population of foreigners here who usually don't care how they segregate waste because they're not going to be staying here for a long time. And I think that's it. When it comes to politics, it's one of the least corrupt countries. Yeah, I think it's the women's rights. And also, maybe being conservative still, kasi last year lang na-legalize ang same-sex marriage sa Switzerland, which is one of the latest countries who legalized it, uh, which legalized it. Yeah, that's um, quite late for a developed True. progressive compared country. To, yeah, compared to UK, Australia, you know, yeah. they're way too ahead. Although in your everyday life, you feel okay, you don't encounter any issues, you're all good with the people there? Yeah, I think the main problem when I came from Singapore is that Singapore taught me to be alone and to do all things alone, which is efficient uh, personally, but at the end of the day, you always need people. And that's what Switzerland taught me I'm lacking. Because even the airports in Singapore, it's quite possible you don't need to talk to immigrations, just all robots or machines that you interact with. And that's what they're missing in Asia because they get too techy, but at the same time, forget to talk to people. Yeah, yeah. So good point no, about the, the people. And that actually brings me to a question about the people there and about how you coped with the language. So when you went there, you were only at the beginner level of French. Yes, So French. how was it adjusting to having to learn German? And how long did it take you before you actually got fluent in German? The company gave me a, a learning time. As soon as I started job, the next month I enrolled in German lesson. And it took me like one and a half year to be fluent. Yeah, but okay, along the way, I try my best to, to be as, as open to changing language. Mm-mm. And in, in everyday life with the people there, do they all strictly speak, at least in Basel, German or French or Italian? Or is English commonly spoken there? Well, when you're interacting with locals, it gives them a lot of respect if you talk in German. Ah, okay. So recommended lang talagang mag-German. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And it seems to me like you have found your place to be, no, Arlo. Is do you mm. think of do you think you're gonna stay there long term? Yeah, I want to reside here. Mm-mm. It's not I, that I hate Philippines, you know, but of course it's it's my own life, and I don't mean to just think about myself. Pero you know, it's the only thing I can control, and where I want to be, I get to decide for it. Yeah, definitely. So do you think the grass is greener in Switzerland, Arlo? 
Yeah, it's just not physically greener because um, when you cross border coming from Italy, going to Switzerland, you will really see the difference if you haven't been in Switzerland yet. But I saw that. <laughs> it's funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a holistic country uh, open to everything as long as it makes sense for a several number of people, you know, because that's when you have your voice heard. So as much as possible, you should learn to engage into some organizations which has the same principles as you. And so you both help each other. It's greener in the sense that, of course, you get compensated much more. And at the end of the day, you give a lot more to your families in the Philippines. At the same time, it's a very innovative country that startup companies here get supported like 90% funding and they just have to provide 10%. Lastly, on the work and life balance, it's like 80% of the lands of Switzerland are mountains. If you feel sad, there's always something to do outside. It's also greener with people. You get to admire the nature, people. You get to realize that it's not always about you. And the, the world doesn't really revolve around you, about your your relationship or about what you believe. But it should be sensual for everyone living around you. Amazing. Yeah. So greener on all aspects. <laughs> no question about that. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Arla, for giving us some insight onto Switzerland, onto its culture and how we could get there. Tell us about your podcast, Tippy Talks with Arlo. Yeah, so you knew it, uh, you saw it, uh, you heard it, that I usually ask people 10 questions about architecture, travel, and some insights about their lives, uh, how their lives have evolved from sometimes rags to riches. And, and then they get to ask me one question in return about Switzerland. So it's quite uh, interesting. I'm still starting. And yeah, so I invite people to just hear my podcast, Tippy Talks with Arlo, if they have time. Yeah, Thank you, so, yeah, of course. Tippy Talks with Arlo is currently on season break. Dahil summer sa Switzerland. And Arlo, yeah. of course, needs to make the most out of that. But do <laughs> listen to his previous episodes. Maraming cheese max sa previous episodes niya. <laughs> and thank you so much again, Arlo, for being a guest of this episode. Thank you to everyone who is listening to this episode. If you like this episode and if you like this podcast, do subscribe to us and give us five stars. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on TikTok, where we are not active, but we exist there. You can also send us a message on Gmail and also give us or send us an audiogram. Or if you love us, you can buy us a coffee. Medyo nadidistract ako kasi tong my boyfriend is uh, just on the side making faces trying to distract me. But um, <laughs> yeah, that is it. Maraming salamat everyone for listening to this episode. This is your host Kring Lakson with Arlo Lagmay talking about Switzerland in this episode. Maraming salamat. This is the Greener Side Podcast. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. 
the hosts of the program or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.